What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Man, my voice. Welcome back to another episode of Getting the Cashflow Game with K&K. But guess what? K is on an assignment. She literally is on an assignment. Like, no joke. But I can't tell you what it is, but soon we'll tell you. Today, I got the man. Um, the man, if, you like, if, you have, if you're a baller, maybe you're not a baller. We can talk about it. And you want to rent a private jet, which, God, if you have the money, not have to sit in a damn airport, TSA. Mike Howard in the house with Jet Setter. Uh, Mike's been on before, but we did that during COVID. But Mike is officially live in person. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we were jibber-jabbing before we came on. Um, we are talking about kids, and he had a new daughter, and disciplining our kids, and the difference from girls and boys. And um, But I wanted to have you on today, Mike, because... You're in the uh, broker business. So for people that don't know you, if you can just kind of give us a little bit about like exactly what you do. Um, I know before we kind of got your story, but exactly what your business is, what you do, how long you've been doing it, just whatever you want to tell us about it. Yeah. So simple terms, we uh, get people from point A to point B on a private jet. We broker it out for you guys. So if you have someone who say, you know, a local person who owns a jet, um, I have a software that can basically not only do the local companies, I can find every single jet that's going to be in your area on the day that you're leaving. So we're basically the Uber of private jets to make it more simple. Wow. Is that your software? Yes. A lot proprietary? Yeah. Yep. So that's like the magic sauce is literally your software. Software and clientele. Okay. There's a few other softwares that have been put out lately, but we've worked with a couple of software engineers where we've kind of said, hey, we like this from one that we bought. We like this one from one that we've used in the past and kind of put it all into one. Smart. Yeah. So um, we're April 22nd, 2022. Um, your business was pretty much in 19, steady as we go. Yeah. And then, boom, this thing called COVID. I don't know if you guys ever heard of COVID. Um, there's this little, like, virus kind of thing that went around. Wait, shut down the world. And then your business, whether you knew it or not, like, has probably changed forever, would you say? Yeah. So the beginning of COVID, it like skyrocketed. Like, what was it, March of 19 when everything started shutting down? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, we had uh, Harper March 28th, and I remember we were in shutdown. So I always remember that. Okay. So the streets yeah. are quiet. So let, I think it was like the second, third week, we were like locked down, like yes. the whole thing. At least the US. I can't say everybody else. But yeah. yeah. So back in pre COVID, there were trends in the industry. We knew when busy time was, slow time was, March, April, May kind of slow time for the industry. Once the economy and everything, like the whole world shut down, the private aviation industry spiked up. And I was like, this is, we're about to have our biggest month ever and the biggest pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, yeah. of all time. I'm like 10 times business. And wow. I started realizing that you had your clientele of who flew before because the airlines, everyone was scared to get near anyone without having a ca uh, yeah. having a mask on or just even sitting next to someone yeah. six feet or else you're going to die or whatever. Or just dealing with the bullshit of it, right? Yes. Like, honestly, yeah. Yep. So um, you had the regular clientele. They started flying a lot more because they weren't going to jump on a commercial at all. That's, that's the normal for them is to fly private. Then you had the taste of the yeah. first time flying private because they had the money, but they were scared to spend it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm going to die if I fly commercial. Let me try private. <laughs> Boom. It's spiked. So everything went crazy. You had that new clientele plus the old clientele. All of a sudden everyone's flying private. And once you fly private, it's like. You're, you're kind of screwed, huh? You're stuck. You're like, man, I, I don't think I could ever fly commercial again. Question for you. So you probably got a bunch of new clients. Yes. You talk to you all the time that yep. never flew private. Yep. Now they're flying private whether they have like buco bucks or just enough to do it, whatever are, are they like telling you like, yeah, I'm never going back now. It's like, it's in the budget. It's just, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. They make it, they make it work. They make it work now. It's crazy because at, at, at the time, I don't want to say it's like, they just had a little bit of money to be able to do it one time. When you fly private, there's two to 3% of the people who do it just one time bucket list. Yeah. But it's like, it's the new normal for them. It's like wow. they have that money. They're not spending all their money just to get on a jet. They're like, they have that money to be able to do it. So when this happened in your industry, I mean, obviously it, it was, it was like, there's some, there's a lot of gain and there's a lot of pain, right? Can you talk about like what the upside was probably for the industry? And then also where you're now is where the pain is. Yeah. So the beginning, more clients, prices were lower because there was so many, there were so many jets uh, at the time. 
and certain amount of people were flying, but like, I get it. The prices, they were cutting it in half. And then the federal excise tax, which is 17 or sorry, 7.5% on all domestic flights. That was taken away. It was Trump was like, Hey, we're not doing it for that, that year. Oh my God. So it's like, they're you saving 7.5% on a $50,000 flight. It's a lot that, of money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So everything was down. Fast forward to now you have an influx of clientele. You have shortages all over the world. So they're not producing as many jets. There's more clients than jets. Availability is can't find availability same right thing. now. It's short the same term. thing, huh? And prices with the fuel, uh, the fuel surcharges, everything. Like people who are flying north to south, paying ten thousand dollars. Oh, like twenty twenty five dollars. Yeah, like per lay. You're seeing double the price now, and clients are like, "Okay, what the heck? Maybe he's price gouging me." And I tell clients all the time now who are like loyal shop to me, me, "Go shop it. Still gonna beat them." And then they're the ones who go and they'll call you right back. Okay, you were right. And it's just a hard pill to swallow. But then I think yes. the reality, like everything else, you're like, this is just yes. not so the reality forever, but this is like, if fuel came down right now, would you say that much? Is the fuel charge really that much? Like how much is the fuel charge probably adding? Well, I was just reading something today. Like the average, um, it was at like a, a four cent mark at one point, the average in Teterboro. Now it's at 15 cents. It's, it's gone up like that much. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Holy. So, yeah. so you're talking a lot more. Yeah. Like oh, it's it's yes. skyrocket. Yes. So at 50%? At least. Holy. At least. So it could be almost double. Yes. Oh, for sure. And just from fuel. Yeah. And then you, when you add demand, it's just a problem. Oh, yeah. And then you, not only that, you get, say I book you right now and you're going on a trip in two months and something happens in the next two months. I, I just had it happen with a friend of mine who's in the industry. You're locked in. It's 50,000, 20,000, whatever. Yeah, so so it's, it's at that price. Cool. This and that. The person who owns the jet hit him and said, hey, prices fluctuated between this. We didn't get to keep that same rate. And he had to hit his client with a $5,000 fuel, fuel charge, surcharge bill. And I'm like, but people aren't going to bitch because they understand. I think people understand that sucks, but people are understanding about it this. Does, yeah. It does, but it depends on your marketing too, because a lot, uh, I, I'm um, signed in with a bunch of people in the jet industry, reading their market and seeing like, seeing what their marketing's coming out as. But I'm like, oh man, you're telling them they have to book it now to lock in their guaranteed rates. But then two months from now, you're going to hit them with a bill saying, well, even though you locked it in, prices went up, this and that. And now you're like, so you're able to lock it in or you're up. not? You're not. But they're telling them like, hey, demand's so bad right now, you have to lock it in. Once they lock it in, boom, you get hit with a surcharge bill. They're like, wait, I thought I locked it in. I'm like, so you got to be very, very. Yeah, I mean, think about it. if you lock it in in two months, gas were to go up more, they're, they're not going to just eat it. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to be losing money. Yes. They'd rather just not do the flight. Yes. Just cancel it. For sure. This is what's happened in um, our industry. Uh, you know, there's many different products. There's like, you know, the Fannie Freddie FHA, which is like kind of bought by the government, but you know, it has a buyer mm -hmm. always. And then there's just, you know, non QM, which is, it's like wall street buys it. So it's people that are self-employed or maybe banks and stuff like that. Cause you can't go traditional route. You know, two months ago, those interest rates, I'm just picking a number were 4% today. It's 6%. It's crazy. So what happened is, is, those guys locked in all these rates. They closed the loan. They went to the secondary market to sell it. And they're like, where's the buyers? They're yeah. like, oh, we're not going to buy that. Well, because by the time they close the loan, they package it, they sell it. The traditional loans that are like less risky are cheap, are now the rates the same. Like, well, I might as well just buy a Fannie Mae loan that's like full dock, this, no mm -hmm. problems. Why am I going to? So these people, some of these people had to lose a lot of money. And then what happened is, everybody freaked out literally and they just said raise the rates a point like within a yeah. day we raise the points because they're like we don't everybody's like hey somebody went to market there's no buyers at four percent what all of a sudden just no out of nowhere just jack the rates and then literally a couple weeks later they're like nope they jack so they just had to jack the rates just to cover their ass yeah and so now lenders are saying hey if you lock in on a 30-year fixed rate at the non-qm and you don't close in 30 days we have to relock at new pricing. So if rates stay the same, kudos to you. But if rates went up, you're going to get hit. Yep. And so same thing with you. They're like, because we we're losing money. And so what some of them did is they locked in rates. 
and they didn't meet it, and they just said, you know what, we're not going to honor that. We'd rather just not do the loan. They're like, are you kidding? I could just like, look, if we do this loan and sell it, we're going to lose money. Yeah. So we'd rather just not do it. Fine, you're going to get pissed, but we're also we can't afford to lose money. So that's exactly. you're doing the. We're all dealing with the same inflation yes. problem. It's it's crazy how it's across the board. Yeah, it's it's cra- it's super crazy because there's no trends now either. No, at all. Everyone's like, hey, isn't August typically the slowest month? I'm like, yeah, three, four years ago. Now I don't know what it is. Is it pretty consistent, just busy now? Yes. So what would you say the, I mean, I don't know if you know like this number, but from what would you say the private, you know, your private, let's call the private jet industry, you like has gone, how much has it like appreciated, which is probably clientele, like a percentage wise from where you're 19 and now, maybe just yours 19, or anything across the board. Oh, 19 and now just us, we probably, I'd say about 25% Holy to sense. 30% roughly. So that's probably clientele. Probably and it's probably across the board too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, but yeah, but like as far as busyness, yes, there's a demand for the charter and everything, but then you got everyone else say, say I couldn't uh, get you a price right now. And I'm like, hey, there's no availability. You got all the people who are getting that same answer and they start shopping around. So it adds to the busyness and I'm like, oh, cool. This is a new person. I haven't talked to them before. Let me work on this trip for them. Hey, there's no availability. Uh, no availability. I know my last person who I worked with told me the same thing. Now I'm just shopping it. And I'm like, Okay, now it's just kind of busy work too because okay, you have you, you kind of have to pick and choose about different trips and how you talk to the clients as well too and kind of uh, qualify them. Who'd you work with in the past, or um, have you already looked into this trip? Is stuff like that. And who's who do you the person that you think went from you know doing the airline to this? What kind of clientele is it? I think it's the older people. Okay, definitely the older people because they have that money sitting on reserve. And they're just and then, more of the conservative. Exactly. Like they never flew because it's just they grew up kind of conservative. Like that's a waste of money. Yes. But then they watch a little bit of TV and they're like, okay, I'm at that age where if I don't have my mask on and I get sick, I'm going to die. Yeah. And they're like, I will pay to get on this to go see my family and not die. Wow. And then we were talking before you're saying that, you know, before if somebody calls you up, you know, um, hey, Mike, want to go to Vegas, need to go to Arizona, need to go to Cabo. Yeah. I want to go tomorrow. That That's kind of off the table right now. Yeah. That's and it, it used to be uh, our whole thing was, let me get you in the air. You call me, I'll get you in the air two to three hours from a signed contract. Shh. Now it's, I can't guarantee that anymore. Wow. I had a flight last week that uh, I was telling her, uh, Monty about, I was like, the client booked this like a month, two months in advance. The day before there was an issue with the plane. Something happened when it was repositioning they weren't going to get the part in time. Had to call the client and say, "Hey, your your aircraft had a mechanical. I'm going to look in to find you another flight right now, but I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I don't think there is one." <sighs> and I found one flight, but it was like repositioning. Couldn't get over there, and instead of spending thirty thousand dollars, she would have been spending ninety six thousand dollars just to get the plane over there. There's always a plane available. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. like a <laughs> price. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, man, like. Hey, we ended up working things out and stuff worked. We went on a, on another day, but it's like it's it's almost damn near impossible to fly find a a plane same day or the following day. Yeah, I met with a lady. I mean, I don't know if she'd use you. I'm not going to mention her name on here. Um, biotech high up, and they they took an exit on on this company. And uh, she's like, we wanted to. I just like let's go to Vegas, and she's really frugal. Yeah, and um, but. She's like, yeah, I went to Vegas and we were, t- we were at lunch with her and she's like, it was $80,000 for the flight. Jeez. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, it was the last minute. I was like, holy shit. And then, you know, they ran all this. So she was like, yeah, you know, it was a business expense, but that's a problem when you wait last minute. And they, yeah. and they flew 15 people or so there. So, you know, bigger plane, but I was like, eight. yeah, she goes, yeah, usually it's like 10, depending on the plane I want, 10 to 20. I was just going to say. She goes, so when I got the quote back, she's like, oh. Like, yeah. and she's like, has money, but she's very, like the millionaire next door. Yeah. Like, but has a lot more. So she was like, oh, but she's like, well, we're celebrating. We just made a shit ton of money, whatever. But she was like, holy smoke. She said, yeah, I used to fly international. It was like a hundred grand, this and that. And then now the same thing could be like, it's like crazy. Oh, it's nuts. The international flights are crazy right now. Like just, for example, I have a client who's going to um, Canada from Palm Beach. Or sorry, Naples, Florida. Okay, and it used to be I could get them fifteen grand, 
Wow, that's not bad. I not mean, too crazy. Yeah, here we go not now. 15, 18 grand, no, 25, 30. Per, per, per leg? Just one way. Holy yeah. shit. So, and I've seen a lot of the people in the industry, and this is where it's kind of screwing people. They had this whole thing of prices were so low. Hey, Kenny, you fly to Vegas all the time. Let me lock you in at a rate. Pay 10, 15 flights in advance. This is how much it's going to be. Stay it's 10 grand. Cool. Here's a hundred grand. Cool. You got me hundred grand. You got you for 10 flights. Cool. Well, now all of a sudden that flight's 15 to 17 grand, whatever you're routing it was, or it's double so the you're price. you're back to client going, Hey, or they eat it. That's why it's not smart to do that model. That's why it's not smart. To it do was that until this. Yeah. Sh- I don't know what conversations they're having on that back end, but I know some companies are probably calling back the company or, or if they're big enough, they're eating it, but it's like, I know they're not doing it anymore. What is Vegas? Probably San Diego to Vegas now for just a, yeah, it depends on the how many people, but probably twelve to fifteen grand. And it used to be less, right? Right around ten grand. Yeah. Okay, so it's nine to ten grand, depending on the aircraft and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But what's um the people that now love it? What do you think their biggest? I mean, obviously we can talk. Oh, it's this, but why? Why do you think they'll stay and pay the money now? What do you think the biggest time? Yeah, because a lot of the people we work with are either high level executives, um, a lot of NF, uh, NFL athletes, a lot of pro athletes and stuff, but not having to show up early, not having to go through TSA, not having to sit there waiting for your flight, sit next to someone. You can literally pull up to the aircraft with your family or with yourself, get on the aircraft, get your work done, Boom. land, done. Yeah. We did uh, JSX. Now we do that to Vegas. Yeah. And it was like, and so I, we went there one time. We got there 30 minutes early. We're standing around. I go, what's the guy I go? What's, when do you need to hear this? Honestly, we say 20 minutes, but it's like, if you just come here like five minutes before, like yeah. you're probably fine. Yep. And so we were fought, We literally arrived on time and there was like, they're waiting for some other jet. But I was just like, you just walk right on and you're off. I'm like, that's the problem is, is once you, once you have that convenience, it's yeah. like, it's a problem. You know, it's a problem because it it's is. an expensive problem, but yeah. time is money for people. For you know? sure. Um, so what are, let's, I, I was going to ask you about this. Are you seeing, um, are you seeing any uh, any other craziness? Like, I think, I guess the question is more like slow down, change, consumer spending, anything now with like, you know, I just feel like with the economy, things are super expensive. Obviously, yeah. you deal with a, a higher level of people. Um, are you seeing any pullback in spending or less travel? Not as much because the people who fly are rich. Yeah. And they're rich for a reason. Yep. So they're continuously getting rich and they're being able to pay for these flights. If it was more of like a middle-class thing, that's fluctuating right there yeah. um, as far as the way the economy is. So I wouldn't say that it's it's being pulled back at all. I just think when they get that sticker shock of seeing double the price in their head, they have the money, but it's like, do I really want to pay this much? Or am I going to cancel the trip? Or will I do something else locally or somewhere closer? But I wouldn't say like people are going to stop flying private. At all. Yeah. So you're not seeing... You're not you're you're not seeing even with all the charge you're not seeing a slowdown even with no. all the inflation of costs. No, because we thought that was going to happen, but all of a sudden everything's starting to open up now. So the people who weren't flying at the time that had the money, they're like, "Shit, I've been locked up for two. I don't care what the price is. Now I'm going to go travel. Now I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to go with my family." So that's starting to spike up a little bit more too. Are you seeing more international travel? Yeah, Mexico a lot. But even during the pandemic, Mexico was the spot. Were, yes, they didn't dare chill. Exactly. Rent so the house. Everyone was going to Cabo. Cabo was like, Dude. Cabo was a hot route for us. And even people what, in San Diego. Cabo is expensive to go to. I asked you before. It's like yeah. more than you would think. Because yeah. you're like, oh, it's only two and a half hours. Like, yeah. But it's, it's about 30, 30 grand. Why is trip. that? Because uh, so mainly what a lot of the jets do too. Because when people go on vacation, they don't go for two days. So the plane's not going to sit with you. So you got to match up the plane going down to Cabo. And then a plane going from Cabo back because you're going for six or seven days. It's not, it's it's not, not cost effective. Unless it's your own jet. On, exactly. Unless it's your own jet. So you're, you're not going to pay six or seven days when that aircraft could be making money and you're paying minimums for that for it to stay. Um, so like I said, you have to match up and make sure things. But clients got a lot more flexible too. They're like, hey, if I can come back on Sunday for a little bit cheaper, I'll come back Sunday instead of Saturday or Monday. Okay. Um, and when you work with flexibility like that and clients, then you can find deals. So if you're having a jet go from San Diego to Miami yeah. and land, are you trying to book the, the route back? No, we, so with our system, we have a floating fleet. So they're basically, who cares where they're based out of? 
their job is to literally go from San Diego to um, or sorry, San Diego to Florida, but they're going to put it in their schedule where the next flight, Hey, I have my plane in Florida on this day. They're going to book it, say to New York. And then the following day, New York to San Diego. Oh, so, so they're picking somebody up and go wherever. All they're doing is going okay. one ways. Now, all they do is float. They don't have really a home base. Oh, so, you're, so if somebody in Florida, somebody's like, hey, the next guy's like, I need it. It could be that day or the next day I need a flight to New York. Okay, so so yep. some guy's staying overnight waiting for the whatever, however exactly. it works out. Yep. Okay. That's, so. how, that's how we work out on how we're going to use which aircraft. So if like you're just going to Vegas for one, one day and coming back, I'll use something based out of San Diego. Who owns Diego. these aircrafts? There's multiple. So it's multiple so it, owners. Yeah. So what they do is they buy their aircraft and they put it on part 135 charter and it's just for chartering. Okay. So it's all, some of the owners use it for themselves, but a lot of them use it just for chartering. Do they make money? Depends on how big, depends on how big they are. Right now they are. Okay. <laughs> the prices are crazy right now. They're making now. money. Yeah, they are. So, so, so some, there are some businesses that just have the model to have it. Are you working with companies that have a bunch or is it more individuals that own them? A lot of them have a bunch of aircraft, a big fleet. Wow. Yeah. And then you just rent from them. Yep. And a lot of other brokers do or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's a fleet and you guys just, it's yep. like, you guys are okay. Yeah. And then how, when you price out a deal, um, I don't think I've asked you this before when you're pricing out a deal, like what goes into that? So it's different back in the day. Um, when I was working for like a bigger brokerage, there was a huge overhead. You know, uh, so there's overhead. We had a minimum of what we had to put on there, a percentage, this and that. I look at every flight now and I'm like thinking back in the day of how much would a normal brokerage put on this? Okay. How much money makes sense? How much time did I put into this? If 3% or sorry, if I put three or four grand on a trip and it's only like 7%, cool. That three or four grand, I didn't put that much time into this. I'm gonna make three or four grand on this trip. Move on to the next one. And we do more volume opposed to just trying to price gouge and put yeah. crazy amounts on there because it's going to keep the client coming back. If they see something at 7%, the industry standard's 20 to 25%, they see that quote, they're going to be like, holy shit, how's he getting this price? Because you're just like, I don't have 50 people sitting here. Exactly. And uh, So you're running you, lean and mean. Yeah, and I told you back in the day yeah. when you're like, we asked about our office. I'll never have an office, ever. You don't, just, you're just on the yes, phone on the computer. Exactly. I was literally, I pulled over up the street at like 10.05 and I had to send a quote. Like that's my, my office is my car yeah, or my home or out by the pool or in Mexico or yeah. Vegas, wherever it is. I, I, I mean, you do have a cool it. gig because you, uh, like you're talking about another guy that I have on the Instagram and he can just, it's literally like phone and this just working all over the world. You're just booking flights and talking yeah. to people. You can literally work wherever you want, which and is like awesome. My marketing guy, he just went on vacation to Hawaii and he sends me a picture. He's like, Hey getting the campaigns ready, this and that. He's out on his balcony looking at the view. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's like the community and culture that we want for our company. My brother's out in Texas. Oh, your brother's working with you? Yeah. How many guys do you have? Six. I mean, that's not bad. Fact. And then where are you guys? So with marketing, you're, you're, I mean, you have a lot of repeats. So once you get them and they, yeah. you, they realize you're good, your price is good. They're pretty much locked in. Yeah. And they can call you. They like your personality. Exactly. And then you're getting new clients through referrals and also just marketing. Yeah. A lot of Google AdWords. So that's expensive too. But yeah. like if you run, I, I was running the Google AdWords for my last company. So I kind of learned how to do it at the time, what to do, what not to do. So we run a lot of that. Um, sometimes we buy lists online. Um, sometimes we go through LinkedIn, introduce ourselves. I, uh, when I first started, I was DMing everybody. I would not go to sleep unless I did 25 DMs to someone who had a blue check mark and looked like they flew private. <laughs> That's I, had, awesome. I literally had a script, not a script, but like a copy. That paste. work? Oh yeah. Wow. Some people don't even look at it, but some people were like, oh, perfect. I'll hit you up on the next one. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. How so if you're, so if anybody's listening and maybe it's the bucket list. Yeah. Maybe it's the, I'm, I've always wanted to do this, right? Because I think, I think when you go online, if you didn't know somebody like you and you start looking, yeah. I've just done it even before I met you. Just like, cause everybody looks, it's like, yeah. you just look at stuff, right? That's human nature. It's freaking overwhelming. Oh yeah. And you just feel like, who's the scam artist? What's real? What's yeah. not? So, I mean, if somebody didn't know you or they call you or whatever, what should they What's the questions? What's they should be looking for? Like, how do you know if this is real? You're getting a deal, or you're getting screwed? Like, 
Um, if it's a first time client, sometimes I tell them just shop it. Hey, shop it, come back, okay. look at our quote, go get a couple other quotes. Cause I always know that I'm going to come back on those first couple quotes and majority of every quote that we do, I'm going to come back cheaper than everyone else. Wow. And it's not like I'm undercutting them crazy. It's just, like I said, I don't have an overhead. So yeah. it's like, I know what I need to put on a flight. Yeah. I know. And I know what a good deal is, uh, especially with the way that the pricing is now. Um, but some of the questions is just like, say you were flying to Vegas and I send you an aircraft and you're like, Hey, um, is this plane cool? I've been on a lot of planes with like my family or my friends. I will send you a picture. I love this plane. Here's the last trip I went on with my family. Oh, okay. I'll never put you on a plane that I wouldn't put my own family on okay. when it comes to safety and stuff like that. So some of the guys selling might have never been on a jet. Yeah. They've never walked them, flown them. So they're yeah. like, they're just saying, yeah, it should be good. They don't know. They you, don't, yeah. You've flown a lot of these. Yeah. And I go to a lot of conferences and like- uh, Walk them and stuff. We get to go on, on them, see them uh. and stuff. If I'm ever down at the airport, I have a good friend, Brett Barry. He owns Shiny Jets. He cleans aircraft. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Monty knows him. Okay. I'll go hang out with Brett and then we'll be in the hangar and I'll be like, oh, that's that. I actually haven't been on that jet. Pop it open. Let me get on there. Sitting around, taking pictures, feeling it. Touch the ceiling. Okay, this and that. How tall am I versus how tall someone else would be? That way you can talk to the client. And I'll ask them. They'll be like, hey, how's the cabin on this one? Oh, how tall are you? For you, Kenny, I'm not going to put you on a small jet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, hey, you at least yeah. need a mid-sized jet. Yeah. Or else you're going to have some back problems by yeah. the time you get off. Because even seat. even like when you're sitting in there, if it's like they're low, I see that. I'm like, jeez, that thing is low. Some people yeah. get on there. And then like cross-country flights. Some some um, clients will be like, I don't mind taking a fuel stop um, just because it'll it save that much. It'll save that much. But if you don't have a super mid-sized jet, you're really not going to get cross country. So they'll jump on a small light jet, which is four foot eight top to the cabin versus a mid-sized jet, a little over five foot. It makes a difference. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I would never put you on a light jet going that far. <laughs> you would literally be yeah. like this, like fly commercial. Even in the seats and stuff. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, that's so, that's so some people are cool stopping for yeah. gas. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have a couple clients who stop for. It depends. Do you on save where that going. much? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because the mid though, because the, the smaller jets, they don't burn as much. It's just cost um, of running. Yeah, and and yeah, the cost of operation is a lot less than flying one of those. So do you? Gas jets. So when you're booking, if somebody wants to book this trip, this plane, that plane, how are you determining your costs? Like especially with like rising costs, gases, like. Do you have, is there the software does it or you have to, are you calling the person that owns the jet saying what, what is this? What's the cost now? Or how does that work? How do you know what the cost is? So like if you were, I always have like um, qualifying questions. Okay. So like if someone calls in and they're like, Hey, I want to get a jet from here to Vegas. My first thing is cool. What time are you looking at a part? Do you have an aircraft preference? Okay. And if they're like, yeah, I fly on Hawkers all the time. Perfect. I'm not going to ask you any more questions. I know you're a flyer. Because you your name and aircraft, yeah. and you said you've flown before. Let me get some quotes. Then I start shooting out. My sourcing team works out, and they're finding all the quotes. They're okay. calling the aircraft so, owner. So it is work to go yes. get them. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So they're calling the aircraft owners. They're going through the software, seeing who's available. They get the quote back, and then we put our margin of whatever it is on it and send it back to the client. But if it's like, hey, I've never flown before. This is the first time. Um, it's a little bit more holding. Yeah. Hand holding. Okay. You know what? It's going to be roughly 15 to 20 grand for this flight. Is that within your budget? Yeah, you want to just see if you're just yeah. pricing, okay. And then majority when it's a first time client, they're like, no, not. Yeah. Not. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I thought, yeah. yeah. My friend said he flew for five. You're like, was he a part of the jet with other people? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you're, so the owner that's running the jet, he's running it. And when his, he starts realizing, okay, this is what's costing. Usually it's run per hour or whatever. Yeah. They go, I got to start raising my prices. Like, yeah. That's because they're, they're realizing what it's really costing. Exactly. So they're monitoring the cost per hour. Always. And then they're just coming back. My pilot, my gas, my this, that. And then you're getting hit up on it. Yes. Okay. And they're, they're constantly every second looking at the fuel prices and doing all that stuff. I don't. Yeah. That's, uh, it's not, when we get that, you're quote, talking to clients about exactly like you're, so you, you're the front guy. You're let me yes. talk, build the relationships and your team goes out and like, go get the quote, bring it back to me. And I present exactly. it and we have, we talk about it. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. And the clients are cool. Some of them. Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's funny at the beginning when I first got in the industry, I was an order taker. You want this? Cool. I'll give it to you. Here's the price. Do you want to book it? Yes or no. 
now all these clients to me are like family. Yeah. These, these are the people who put food on the table for my kids. Yeah. So like it's, I, I have clients that are like, no, you're like friends. I yeah. love them. Yeah. 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 They're not calling like, Hey, how's it going? Before they even ask, how's it going? Cool. How's your family? How's this? Cool. Yes. Oh, Hey, uh, we're going to do this. So let me know what we got. And like, they, they just trust you now too. Yeah. I have one client. It's funny. Uh, when I was his first trip, he ever booked with me. He called me and he's like, Hey, I got a trip in a month and a half. Can I, can I get a quote for it? And it, like I said, a month and a half out, this is before our availability. Yeah, that's it's crazy. a long time. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Hey man, can I call you in a little bit? Uh, my wife's in labor right now. We're about to have my son. Are you effing kidding me? What? Are, why are you even answering your phone? This and that. I can't believe that. I said, I'll have a quote to you. And he's like, no, call me next week. Hangs up. Uh, wife was still going through labor. I sent him a quote. He writes back, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> so then the following day, I sent him a picture and he ends up booking the trip. Fast forward to December. Oh my gosh. He calls me and he's, he's like, Hey Mike, how's it going? I was like, great. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. Sorry. I was like, I am not joking right now. I'm driving to the hospital. My wife's about to give birth. He's, he's like, like, this is he, crazy. He, his exact words. I swear to God, if you send me a quote today, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So, uh, I talked to him the following day, sent him a picture That's of the cool. baby, but I was like, dude, you booked both trips while I was having my, both my kids. So, but he calls all the time. He's like, Hey, how are the kids? How's this? And That's that? awesome. It's precious, man. That's I awesome. have kids my own. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just good because you can like enjoy your business. And like, yes. I'm sure in the beginning when you're building, it's like nobody trusts you. Nobody knows yes. you. And it's like this. And now you have, you know, you have a good clientele base. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, so what do you, what do you, I mean, do you guys, when you're okay. So I guess my next question for you is, are you like in my business, obviously what's happening is real estate, right? Yeah. So how do I do that? I just listen to a lot of people. I follow people, yeah. watch data, this and that. So when somebody calls me, I have something intelligent to say rather than I don't know anything, right? Cause I yeah. didn't study. So in your business, whether it's trends, you know, things are going up, down, whatever, obviously like we came out of two crazy years for anybody, whether your business was up or down, whatever, it was just crazy. And I always told everybody, you know, it's like on video that I thought 2022 was probably going to be the most interesting year. Yeah. I know those two were like good, bad for people, but the government was like sending helicopter money. You didn't have yeah. to make your payments. So as much as COVID was bad for being locked down in the business that most business, I know if your restaurants, they did get taken care of and I know it hurt, but at the end they kind of got made whole or something. Right. Yeah. But now we're dealing with the reality where it's like the government's like, we're just tightening the news because now we're like, oh shit, this is out of control. Yes. And even the smartest people in the world that told the government this time last year, you need to slow this down. They're like, yeah, it's just, this is transitory. It's going away soon. Well, now it's not. So with your business, just like mine is, I'm dealing with high rate stuff. What do you, what, what do you do? What do you follow? What do you study? Like, how do you know? Like, what's, what do you think is going to come ahead? Like, I think for you, I'm like, okay, well, I just saw somebody post a picture the other day. It's like, for they they fly a lot. Um, they're like, they didn't have a mask. They're like, look, mom, no mask on the plane. This is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, we go to restaurants. I'm like, no mask. We're kind of going. So in one way, life's going like a way of not being normal because inflation. But another way, it's like we're getting back to the no mask. But for you, it's to me is I think international travel is going to explode. Yes. And I think when we're in. Um, we were in Hillsburg, which is near Napa. I always ask everybody, I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, how's travel? And I go, how's the international? I'm like, actually, it's dead, but we think it's going to come back. So even that place at Napa and them, they didn't get it. Yeah. So what are you foreseeing in the future? And like, where do you get your information from? So it's crazy. It's such a cutthroat industry. Like you have the scam artists and the people who are just money hungry and they're like, F everyone else. I have a lot of friends who work at different brokerages and bigger uh, companies. And we all talk. Yeah. Like, we all don't have the same clients, same clientele, but just like everyone has their own clients. Yeah. There's enough money in the industry. Yeah. To, so we all help each other. Hey dude, I got a flight that's going from Miami to New York. Like who would you use just because of this? Like, would you do this, this and this? And they're like, Hey, I would use this person. So we okay. all have like a core group of okay, who we cool. work with in the industry in different companies. Um, and then a lot of the aircraft owners, I talk to them on a daily basis and a lot of people don't give feedback. Like they do the trip and the trip's over with. Cool, I'll hit you up on the next one. Oh, Kenny, how was the flight? Anything I can relay to the pilots? That next day, I'll call the aircraft owner. Hey, they loved Monty. She was the greatest pilot in the world. 
Um, they love this, this about the aircraft. Hey, by the way, how's, how's flights looking for you guys? You see anything going on with this? So we okay. talked to them. And so you're checking to see if they're seeing everywhere. change. Okay. Everywhere. So you're, it's just constant yes. pinging, yes. pinging, pinging. Yes. So you're like ears on the ground. Yep. You're like, you're, you know, like you're real time. Yep. Okay. And especially for availability wise, I'll be like, Hey, how, how's your guys' April looking? Cause like availability is hard to find right now. You guys, anything in the middle of the month? Should I be pushing it right now to get this client to book this time versus that time? They're like, Hey, you know what? I'm not booking anything in June right now. Call me in the middle of April and we'll get stuff on the books for that. So every, every owner is different. I mean, this summer, I imagine it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. You're already kind of like, yes, if you didn't book now, you're probably going to pay the piper. It's crazy (laughs) because, well, not even that I have, a lot of aircraft owners aren't booking into June yet, only into May, just because they don't know what the prices and all that stuff's going to be. It's just it's fluctuating daily. But I have six or seven trips, literally. Clients are like, hey, here's my money. I need this for June, July, August. I'm like, cool. I will call you on this date. So you're just we'll waiting. Get- when can we yes. book? Yeah. You're, yes. Okay. So, yeah, like our, our summer's looking great. It's yeah. just when can I get the plane? <laughs> That's crazy. It's never been like that. No. So what is your industry? Like when you talk to these people, are they just kind of like, this is mayhem. This is crazy. Or they, it's kind of like becoming a norm now. This kind of consistent. Okay. It's crazy. It's the crazy new normal. What would they, what do you think would take a slowdown in your business? Mm. Something like crazy happens in the world where people don't No more manufacturing of aircrafts. Yeah. But that would actually make it harder, like just more competitive, right? Yeah. And then, you just have the influx of clientele and these people aren't going to be able to fly. If you have more clients than you do have jets, people are going to have to mix. So are you guys, or is this people in your industry probably hitting up people that are like, Hey, you have a jet. Do you want to lease it? We need it. Yeah. People are buying like aircraft owners are buying up aircraft right now, like crazy to put on their fleet just because they can't keep up with the demand. It's because they're making money right now. And there's a huge shortage of pilots. Oh, I know that too. Yes. Oh, we should talk about that. I, so I have a buddy that this is a crazy story. I won't mention the name. Flew for 10 years, hasn't flown for 10 years, retired, works at uh, General Atomics. Yeah. And um, writes, writes flight plans. Like, nice. And he's like, and I, we were always joking, and he go back, he's like, I'm never flying. We were hanging out, went to Mexico. He's like, hey, I'm going to get back into flying. We're like, what? Why? He's like, dude, I've been getting hit up. They call me and offer me like, a crazy amount of money and huge bonuses. And they said, you're perfect. Cause most of the people are hiring are newbies and yes. they got this, you have 10 years, we can get you through the little flight school thing. You'll be back up, you know, give them some time to be back up a normal. And the pay is like more yeah. than double. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Right and now. he says, Kenny, like literally it's insane. They're so, they need pilots bad. And then the ones, and I know a client, um, like they were at the top tier of Delta yeah, making buco bucks. They just, they're just like, we're done. We're out. I think after COVID, like we're out and they're like, no, 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 they're begging. We'll pay you more. And he's like, no, nah, I want to retire and I'm over it. Yeah. So, and how, so on that's, that's what I mean. Commercial How's it on the private then. So I've seen too. It's like, um, there's, they'll send you the quote. Hey, my aircraft's available. Let me see if I have a crew for it. Like, oh my God. It's like loopholes out or sorry. No, it's like obstacle, obstacle. Yeah. obstacle. It's like, damn. Or, Hey, my plane's available. Let me see if I have a crew for it. Let me make sure the owner's not using it on this trip. I'm like, oh my God. Let me call the client and tell them everything that's going on. And why is there a shortage, you think? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know that answer. And then there's somebody who's telling me they're uh, a lot of the, this guy's telling me they're hitting up a lot of people out of the military that fly and say, hey, you want to come over yeah. commercial? They're trying to recruit him from the military and private. It's like, can't come yeah. over. I, they tried to recruit him for private and he was like, I don't know why I, I think he just said he'd rather. Oh, I think because it, it's more, you know, when you're on the commercial, it's more predictive. The yeah. schedule, he goes private to Kenny, you're on call, and I don't want to have I, I will say to answer some of that question, I have noticed that a lot of the industry pilots in private aviation are getting overworked right now. Oh, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like they're all doing max duty days, they're working days straight. And some of them are quitting just because they yeah. can't keep up with it. And I've seen some flights where they had to get canceled because they went over their duty hours or crew hours for the week or whatever it was. And I had some flights that got delayed. Hey, they went over their duty last night. They legally cannot take off this airplane until noon, even though you were scheduled for 11. And I'm like, oh, 
I got to call a client. Hey, this and that. Wish we'd have known a little sooner. They're sitting at the airport right now. How's clients deal with that? They get it. A lot of, so a lot of, like I said, a lot of aren't first time clients. So when you call them and tell them, um, Hey, there's an issue with the flight. It's called a mechanical. Like whenever you're flying, if we're flying commercial, check engine light comes on, your flight gets gets canceled, delayed. That's a mechanical issue. Um, When I call clients, I'd say 75% of them are like, shit happens. Glad it happened on the ground that it didn't happen in the air. Yeah. Then you get the other 25%. Motherfucker, that's how you kidding me. Why are you calling me right now? Because it happened 10 seconds ago. I didn't know. Why wouldn't you know this a week ago? Because I can't look into the future and say that, hey, this check engine light's going to come on as they're at the aircraft the day of your flight. Like some people get it, some people don't. I've been flying for 20 years. I've never had a mechanical. Well, you haven't been flying enough. I always tell people that in the industry too. They're like, man, how do you have so many mechanicals? I was like, how do you not? You're not booking enough trips. Yeah. So it's like. No, that's true. I mean, like I know people that flow have flown a lot in your business. They don't fly private, but they're like, they, you go ask them, they have stories. Yeah. Or yes. it's like the mortgage industry. If you don't have an issue with that, you're not closing enough deals. Yeah. Like if you're not having any issues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not right? doing enough. Are you like a realtor? You're like, you mean your job's easy. Yeah. yeah. But you crazy. close one deal a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, gosh, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you about, um, uh, oh, what? yeah. What is something like, I always like, like this when different industries, I think, because I think your industry is fascinating for most people. Because obviously, like, I think, who the hell wouldn't want to fly private? Let's be honest, right? It's like, pull your car up, you step off, you get on there. What is something that we probably like, did, somebody hasn't flown private ever that just doesn't really know or understand about your industry? What's probably misconceptions? That you really have to be like super rich to fly private? I mean, now, I mean, sorry, three years ago, you didn't have to be like crazy rich. Like if you have, we do bachelor parties a lot. We do bachelorette parties. If you have a group of friends who want to go on a trip, it's cost effective sometimes. Yeah to get eight people on a, on an aircraft and get them across. It's not that much difference. It's a little bit more than jet suite X. If you break it upon the eight people, but a majority of the people who do fly private, it's you fly in your family. You can't ask your daughters to break bread <laughs> on this part. You can't hey, ask your wife, in. Hey, you're throwing it on this. Yeah. So it's a lot of families and stuff like that. Or it's just one person flying. So they can't really break it up. So I would say if you're going to do something crazy, like a bachelor party, a bachelorette party of friends, we do guys trips all the time. It's easier to split the cost of eight. Yeah, if you can put twelve guys on there and it's whatever. Like even if you're going to Vegas, okay, it's fifteen grand or twenty, and you get whatever. I don't know how many guys you put on there. Yeah, depending on the jet, right? Ten. It's not. I mean, it's kind of like it's it's a little more, but it's this experience too. It's like you get there fast. It's fun. You're hanging out. You don't have to deal with the you know general public and all that. I get a lot of people too when I tell them the sticker price. Oh, I thought it was going to be a hundred grand. So some people do have that misconception that it's like six figures to fly here to Vegas or that's from, crazy. Yeah. So they think, well, I guess if you're like, Hey, I want a jet tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, like maybe that's how that lady was. Yeah. Like I could imagine her. Like I want a jet tomorrow. You're like, okay, it's going to cost you. I don't care. Okay. Like yeah. you're like, fine. Hey, does anybody have a jet? Um, yeah. What's the price? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here it is. And some people are like that. I'm telling you, yep. I mean, shit comes up. They have to go. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you have people that are like, have a lot of money. It's like, Hey, this came up. I need to play now. Let's yeah. And, and the cool thing with that is when we do have like an ASAP flight like that or something tomorrow and it's a crazy uh, price that we send them, they will go shop it and they'll come back. Cause like I said, we don't put that much craziness. Yeah. On Cause you're flight. not trying to get, you're like, this is, dude, this is, it's the, cause the owner's got to pivot and yeah. You know, so on a last minute flight, the person at the owner's making money though. Yeah. That's where they love those. No, oh. Yes and no, because sometimes... Well, you got you to gotta tip get the pilots and... Yeah, but sometimes it's like there is a plane sitting in Vegas that needs to get to San Diego, and that aircraft owner is going to fly and make zero money versus, hey, I'm the one person who has a client who happens to be there and needs to get there. They'll give us a deal. Yeah. They're going to make money. They need to make... They're going to fly it regardless. Why not make a little bit of money? That's when you get lucky on some empty legs. I always tell people the empty legs are like... They're the biggest risk with the highest reward. Like, was, oh, because you don't. You're not you never know when it's, nothing's ever guaranteed. And empty legs are usually within 24 to 72 hours. I have people who always ask me, hey, do you have an empty leg? I'm going to uh, Vegas this summer. Like, <laughs> no. So, so let me ask, so let's talk about that. How is, is somebody, is there people that you know that like know how to work the empty leg? Yeah. Grip? So does that mean they're just like, is there a vacation or they're just like, hey, 
they're like, hey, Mike, you get an empty leg trip from San Diego to Vegas or something. Let me know. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. jump. So, okay. A lot of snowbirds too. They'll be like, hey, I'm flying back home or I'm flying here to my vacation house. Um, I'm leaving May 1st through May 15th. Call me if there's an empty leg. Uh, they have that type of flexibility. How much do you save on an empty leg? Probably thousands. A lot. Yeah. Thousands. Like Vegas, you have an empty leg from Vegas to San Diego. You could. Oh, I've seen it anywhere between like four grand. Jeez, uh, for a decent plane. Yeah. They're just like, let me just get something. Yeah. Just cut. Even the during cost. the pandemic, when I was out at Thrive, I was able to find a, a plane, and when it wasn't for uh, this client, another one needed it. And I was like, can you leave tomorrow? Because it's 7000 versus $3,500. This plane has to get to this airport. It's 15 minutes from the airport that you said, I will get you a car. And they booked it. Wow. But that's one of the best prices I've seen is 3500 on a jet going from. Uh, I mean, is there a lot of, do you deal with a lot of open legs? Is it common? Not right now. Okay. Not right now. It was though. Yeah. Because that was a big business for yeah. some people, right? Just trying to book the open legs. Yep. So you kind of just keep it on somebody's radar and they hit you and you want it quick. Yeah, we have a board that we put everything on and we have a little uh, Slack channel where we put everything and everyone's trips are on there. Keep an eye on this, all the alerts popping up. Hey, we're 14 days out from Kenny's trip. He has the flexibility of one week. Let's start looking at quotes for that. Uh, See if any empty leg pops up. We have different softwares that show um, on our side of where all the empty legs are, where they're coming and going. We can type in the person's dates and stuff and see if anything pops up. So I see that if you had like a second home somewhere and you're like, I don't have to book the house. I don't have to do the RBO. I don't have to worry about the hotel being exactly. available. It's my place. Just yep. I, I'll just go and I can go anytime. Yep. That's awesome. And then I guess as some people, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas next weekend. I've got a commercial flight, but if something comes up, yeah, like just, and I can get the hell out of there. Yep. That's another thing. A lot of people, uh, Florida, New York, New York, Florida, they'll book a commercial flight and then they'll just eat it if they can find a good flight. Yeah. Because what, eat a couple hundred bucks versus. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Especially some of those. What's, um, what do you think the future of, you know, the next 12, 24 months, what you got, what, what do you think that's going to bring for your business? Any more changes or you think it's just going to be. I'm looking to grow ours personally. I want to bring on a client services rep to kind of take some of stuff off of my plate Yeah, because the way all of our employees are is you work the trip from beginning to the end, uh, except for the accounting side of it. And we have our CFO take care of all the wires, um, contracts and stuff like that. Once we get a signed contract, it goes in and it's streamlined through that. But as far as me, um, sometimes we just source our own trips. So it's like, if it's kind of slow right now and like I got a trip coming in for a client, I know who to contact. I'll work on that whole trip from the beginning to the end. I want to get it more as a, a, like a divisional inside of the company of, hey, there's the marketing guy who we already have um, client services. Once the trip is booked, send it over to them. They send out trip sheets and do everything like that. Then they get everything else over to accounting and just kind of like a um, like a, a wheel, kind of just going through one different wheel of boom, 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 done. Instead of you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, cool accounting, you do this. Then back to you, you do this. So I, I would say growth on more of like organized and getting stuff going on a streamline of things. Yeah. And then so you're got just just keep blowing it up more yeah. and more clientele. Yeah. But it's hard too to, to hire in this industry because you gotta find someone who knows what they're doing um and knows how to talk to a client. Knows it it, it would be oh it's six gotta be six months of training someone on just the lingo. That's what I was gonna say, is like you're like, yeah, I want to fly a hawk. I was like, what the hell is a yeah. hawk? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's the problem is it's yeah. just like me is you get somebody in here green. I mean, the product and all, it's just the product. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost just experience, right? Yep. It's not even like, and I mean, how long you've been doing this? Five years. Damn. And it was funny because at the beginning of it, like my phone calls, I go back and listen to them. Oh like, my oh, it's 20 grand. That's too expensive. Yeah, you're right. It is. Like, <laughs> oh shit. I shouldn't have said that. Like, like, yeah, it's too expensive. I oh, wouldn't have done it. Oh, um, or they'll be like, Hey, um, what's the configuration on that? Uh, that Hawker 400 the configuration. Um, it's got two wings. It's got this. Like, I don't fucking know. And yeah. then now it's like, I know looking at the aircraft before I send anything too, I go in and I look at the specs on it. I look at the way the configuration is, how many seats, if it has a little duvet on it, the lav, um, the laboratory, if it's enclosed, if it's not, if it's just the jump seat, that way, if they come back and hit you with a question, you have the answer. And a lot, so the planes that you're flying, they're around here in San Diego a lot or? 
I don't really do any. Everything I do is East Coast mostly. I'd say ninety oh, percent really? of my business is East Coast. Damn. Yeah. Do, you, do you think there's like that many more private flights on yeah. East Coast than here? Yeah. Why do you South think Florida is? is like the mecca of jets. Dude, they in the yachts. In the yachts. Fort Lauderdale's the yeah. mecca of yachts. Yeah. Just the money, huh? We we actually just teamed up. Um, it's not official yet with a, a yacht company out there because we get a lot of requests for yachts and he's like we get a lot of requests for, requests for private jets we need to figure out how we can merge together and just get each other it's like off of that. literally people there like flying to miami yep. helicopter on a yacht exactly and then just go right down to the caribbean yep. that literally it's funny that guy I was telling you about he uh i was showing that i think i showed it to monty it was this last christmas because you know everybody's locked up so everybody like the jeff bezos everybody had money was like we're we're going all out yep. and he's took a screenshot and like posted it of all the private yachts and um what's the great island down there in the caribbean um st bart's st bart's he's like i've never seen this many yachts ever in st bart's it was like i mean jeff Bezos. it was like everybody that yeah. had money on the in the east coast was like i got a plane I got a yacht and it was like all like in one place it was like insanity did you see the uh the video of the masters no. I'll send it to you. Yeah. It was someone driving on like uh, their car on the tarmac and it was like hundreds of jets. And it said, check out the masters. And it was like literally every aircraft on the East coast was sitting at the masters. And that's interesting. I mean, I, I wonder just with people on the East coast, if it's just more of like, they're more just accustomed to flying private and maybe they're just more like, I'll just spend the money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even depending on your money, I mean, I know people that just fly commercial. I'm like, you could easily fly private. It wouldn't change your life. And I just think like some people are just so cheap about it. Like, ah, yeah. I'll just, uh, it's because it is. You can be like, a uh, first class tickets, you know, two grand. The private's like 20 grand. You're like, yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like people. But yeah, and then rich on the East Coast is different than rich on the West Coast too. Yeah. Cost of living and everything uh, like that. Taxes, everything. That's true, so, huh? Yeah. And I think a lot of people too, they're doing the jet stuff or just like writing it off. Yes. That's the, that's the key. Yep. And you got, so like I, we have those clients and then we have our influencer clients who get their jets basically paid for uh, by their clients when they run their masterminds and stuff like that. Okay. And they sell their seats off. Which we know some of those. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what they're doing. Yep. But it makes sense though. Yeah. They're going, so oh, that's the, you, you get them on and fly down there. Yeah. That's smart. I remember when we first piloted it with, you know, yeah. um, it was, Hey, I'm doing this mastermind. You're going to pay five grand anyway, or let me sell you a 10 grand ticket. Cause there's always the diamond. Yeah. 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 Whatever the extra VIP I'm leaving from this location. You get a seat on the jet. You get to go to the mastermind and you get to fly back with me. I'm going to have my camera guy on there. We're going to do content. We're going to make videos plus all the masterminding on the jet with me. 10 grand. You get a jet for 10 grand. Yeah. Um, sure. Prices fluctuated since then yeah. but pays for the jet for the yeah. person who put it together that's smart and i've been seeing a lot of people doing that lately yeah i know one of the guys that's uh the um the two guys that run the you know 100 mil mastermind yeah uh the one that has a jet he did a presentation where he says he rents it out and he actually makes money well probably doing making money now because yeah. of uh he provides enough because he probably it's good yep he doesn't need to make it but yeah and i, I know a lot of guys buy them is it's like real estate. You can buy the jet. You can write the whole thing off in yep. that one year. Yep. So you could put like buy a five million dollar jet, put a million dollars down, write the five million off on your tax returns yep. of income, and then now you have a jet. You kind of you're going to pay the tax or not? That's what yep. I don't think. That's like why do people? I'm like a lot of it's really a tax strategy exactly. too. Exactly. People just don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, you're going to give it away. You're going to give it to the government. Or you're going to give it to yourself. Yep. So. So, um, in kind of closing. Do you think like, uh, I mean, I think before the pandemic, there's a lot of talk. And I think now there's, I don't necessarily, there's not talk, but a lot of people are saying, you know, Uber for cars and you got, you know, like when I go rent a car now, I don't go through, you know, I just go Turo yeah. or whatever. Right. Cause I'm like, I can get the car I want. I bypass all the bullshit fees. It's like, it's what you want. Yeah. And it's not like I got to go pick it up. You, the guy drops it off right there. It's easy. Right. Um, do you think in the future for you guys, it's going to get more simplified. I mean, right now you don't have enough jets, yeah. <laughs> but do you think that they'll, they'll just be more and more jets and people in the future would be your consensus is flying more and more people flying private. I think a lot more people are going to fly private for sure. 
And I think like as things continuously open up, because not everything's open up now. There's still COVID protocols and uh, shutdowns in certain areas. I think as it fully yeah, opens up, fully, it's going to be oh, it's going to be mayhem. Yeah, and I think I think the manufacturing of jets is going to spike. And back we're not up. there yet. That's why. That's the one thing is why I listen to a lot of macroeconomics, and it's like everybody keeps saying, but we're we're not talking. We're talking about inflation and slowdown, and I, yeah. you know, I'm sure. I, the slowdown we're talking about is going to be somebody making minimum wage. They cannot keep paying these guys. You know, they just yeah. can't. It's just, yeah. I feel for them because it's like, no, I mean, I can't fix the solution, but it's, it's a problem. Like, you know, anybody, you know, that's barely was barely surviving before COVID now with prices, yeah. they're just getting their asses hands oh, yeah. and they're just racking the card. So the slowdown is going to come when they stop spending, you know? For sure. And, um, but, uh, I just think, I don't even know to tell where I was, where I was going, where was I going? Um, but I just think overall that, uh, I mean, the rich are going to get richer, yep. right? And they're going to keep doing the jet thing and stuff. But I think, um, I just think it, I just think if there's more product and it was not easier to find, but if there's more product and the cost came down, it would be just a no brainer for people. Oh, you know? for sure. Shit. And I've heard it since the beginning of, I've been in the industry. They're always trying to get rid of brokers and try to simplify it where you can just go on an app and click a button, your jet will be there. Kind of like going on Hertz.com or something yeah. like that. Or Uber, it just shows up. I've noticed all my clients love being able to talk to the actual person, not doing it. I'm doing everything on the back end for you. I'll send you a contract. You just got to click a couple buttons and it's done. But I think they love having that interaction and knowing the trust of who you're working with. So I don't think the brokers will ever get taken out of the equation. It's funny because just like your industry, we've been talking about real estate for a while. Um, you know, there's a company called better.com. I mean, you yeah. can just talk about it because it's they're all over the news. The guy started a company. I mean, he's a competitor. I think he had a great mindset. I mean, forget if you like him or not as a CEO, he had a great idea. I want to come in here. I want to be able to close a loan in one day. That was his goal. Um, Sounds great. Unfortunately, your business, my business is really built more on, we keep forgetting about, in relationships. Yep. And people do want to talk to you. And that's why people that sell $20 million homes, they usually hire a broker because they want to talk to you. They want to know the job's done. They don't want to go, let me lo load it up here and do this. They're, they're busy doing something else to make money. So you sell my house and you make money. Yep. And I'm going to make money. Yep. You know? um, so better.com, crushing it, crushed it, low rates. And then they're not a purchase. They don't do purchases. They don't have relationships. They're a refi shop. Yeah. Well, refis are down. I mean, shit, interest rates were in December, 2.875 and a 30 year yeah. fix. Now they're five and a quarter. Yep. Do the fucking math. Their business is down 60, 70%. It's crazy. My business is not down 60, 70%. It's actually like booming because of relationships. Yep. Because of all the stuff we're doing. So just like you is, I don't even think it's going to be like, I'm more like, if they're just more jets, you're going to be busier going like, cause if I'm booking something, I'm like, what the hell am I booking? Yeah. Even if I booked it once or twice, it's like, you still might want to have a question or this. And or that. The, re the relationship side of it is if you were to go on this app right now and okay, it's 25 grand for this flight right now. Okay. You're going to yell at your phone and be like, what the fuck? Why is it 25 grand? It's not going to give you an answer. Call me and tell me, Hey, it's 25 grand because this, this and this. And you just, what does that mean? Explain it to them and tell them everything. That's okay. Now I feel a little bit better on why I'm paying this much money versus, clicking a button, submit and giving them your 25 grand. Yeah. Mike, where's, uh, where's the best place for everybody to find you? Um, and then, you know, just learn more about your business, what you do. And then also, um, if, you know, if they want to book a flight or talk to you about that, where would they go? Um, so you can go online at the number two jetset.com to jetset.com. Um, we give quotes right away within five minutes. I'll have someone call you within 30 seconds. That's like our play is if you put in a quote, um, someone's calling right away. Wow. Our average response time is like 17 seconds. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's how it is in the market right now though. Like wow, you really? have to, be, you have to be on top of it. Like I thrive on wow. that. Clients always say, dude, I didn't even, I don't even think I pressed submit yet. And you're on the phone with me. Like are you mind reading or something. Um, wow. or if you just have any questions, uh, Instagram, I, I talk to people all day about private jets. It's, uh, at Mike Howard three. Um, and just, the accessibility, like I give my clients 24 hours, like you can call me 24 hours of the day. And a lot of people are like, dude, you need to have balance. You have a family, this and that. I'm like, from the hours of 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. 
they're only going to call me if they need something. Yeah. They're not calling me to shoot the shit at two yeah. in the morning. Or there's they're a, calling, hey, some emergency yes, something came up. Yeah. Family member passed away. It's like, that's money. My phone used to ring in the middle of the night. And my wife's like, who's calling at 2 a.m.? I'm like, Jake from State Farm? No. <laughs> but I'm like, no, it's so-and-so on the East Coast. His mom just passed away. He needs to get up to so-and-so. And then now she gets it. She's like, oh, okay. That's money calling. She's like, and you do you get those calls. Yes. Yep. And now it's hard to even get those fucked, huh? You should say, it's funny. Um, I either, when I wake up in the middle or I wake up in the morning, my headphones are usually misplaced throughout the bed and my phone's like on my leg. Like I literally sleep like this. Just in case. Just in case. Phone's on loud and it's, it doesn't happen as often anymore just because the availability and people know. Um, but when it does happen, I know that it's like, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Because, or and if it's someone else calling who I've never talked to and they're calling at two in the morning, their person didn't answer the phone. Sweet. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for coming in. Um, I just, you know, I think it's fun to just learn more about your business, what's going on. Um, it's crazy how much your business has changed. I think it's going to change a lot. I think so too. I think, um, I just think people are going to go more and more this route, you know? I mean, I haven't gone that route because I know once I go down that road, I'm not going to win. And I hate the airport. Like I sit on a plane. I tell, I mean, lots of I tell everybody, I'm like, I sit there and I'm like, Dude, I need to make more money because I hate flying. But I just, just it's the people and this and waiting yep. around. So there's so many more things you could do, you know? Yep. It's like, it's a motivation. It's, it's coming, not for everybody. It's coming, but, though. Yeah. You'll it's be coming. there. Yeah, yeah it's coming. The, yeah. Once you get that first taste. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back on this. Yeah. And talk, he's like, man, so I've flown five times in the past <laughs> year and I just can't. It's, yeah. it's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. I Fun appreciate chatting. you guys. Thank you. Okay.